This Talking Flutes podcast is kindly sponsored by Trevor James Flutes, making life sound beautiful. You can show them some flute love by following them on Instagram at TJ Flutes, Trevor James Flutes on Facebook and at trevorjamesflutes.com. Hello and welcome this week to Talking Flutes Extra with me, Jean-Paul Wright. Well, we've had Irish music, composition, meditation, and following on from your podcast suggestions, this week we have jazz. Nicola Rizzo is a professional jazz classical flutist, or flautist, or flute player, and teacher who moved from Paris to London in January 2019, and in these COVID times can be now found back in Rome. He has been awarded first prizes at several national and international competitions as a soloist and in a duo with piano. He has published his own wonderful jazz flute method called Nicola Rizzo Jazz Flute Daily Workout, which enables anybody to venture into what many classically trained flute players like me dread. Jazz. He has a master's degree in classical flute and another master's degree in jazz. He's a very clever chap because he's also a music producer, an expert in Logic Pro X software, mixing and mastering, and really likes to experiment with sound effects on the flute with the pedals. Do you know, he's one of these guys that you could easily dislike because he's good at everything, but you can't because it's Nicola and everybody loves Nicola. But saying all this, his main drive and passion is to bring the freedom and joy of jazz to as many people as possible. And he's currently working to get jazz flute onto the music conservatory curriculum and more people to have access with it. His online jazz flute classes have been a revelation to many. And so what better person to invite onto the podcast today than the fabulous Nicola Rizzo. This is London Calling. This is London Calling. Hello. Good morning. Hello, Jean-Paul. How are you? I am very well. Firstly, uh, did I have to pronounce your name right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nicola Rizzo. Yeah, after, you know, we, we have Rizzo, but that's, oh, that's maybe... It's... Also, also for French people, it's Rizzo, Rizzo became, but, 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 I, but I, like, uh, I like the pronunciation. It's very... It's the, cool. it's the way you say it. Nicola Rizzo. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's that Italian way. Uh, no, no, but I really like your pronunciation of my name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're very kind. And thank you for joining me from Rome today. How is... I'm currently, I'm near Bari, not in Rome. Oh, near okay. Rome. Really, really at the bottom of Italy. Oh, in the shoe. In the shoe. Yeah, exactly. Really at the bottom of the shoe. <laughs> and uh, if, you, if you like to see, you know, because we have this strange nation. <laughs> and I'm really in the south, near, currently near the sea, near the, the city of Domenico Modugno. Oh, dear, and, dear, dear. This, this does make me green. And the weather's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, there is there is a lot of sun, and also I really like the sea. My father is from from the south of Italy, and I choose to 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 live there because it's uh, there are a lot of jazz also, and mm. fantastic, and, and a lot of jazz musicians. So lots of people have asked for you to come on because what we've done in in the last few months, we've asked people to give suggestions on who they would like to come onto the podcast. And your name has come up quite a few times because you're able to demystify jazz to a flute player. Now, 
Anyone listening to this who is a flute player and classically trained like myself, venturing into jazz, even the edges of jazz, it makes me quite nervous because the beat isn't as you see it on a piece of paper. There is flexibility on either side. But having seen your videos on social media and seen what you've done in your masterclasses, you're able to unlock this ability in virtually everybody that you've worked with. And for me, jazz now and improvisation is manage the scales related to the chords when you are playing and then try to, to go through the notes using the chromatism. Yeah, so on the appoggiatura, normally classical players, we think of appoggiatura as being a very quick note. But you jazz players can make an appoggiatura last a long time. It's, there is no set length, is there? As long as the rhythm is within that frame. Um, there's something quite sexy about a really slow. It's almost vocal, isn't it? How the the singer would sing it. Yeah. Also, we can we can make glissando, or also I like, for example, to use a lot of my my head, not to, mm-hmm. to when I hand the sound, not to go to 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 go long. <laughs> and do you roll, are you doing it by rolling the head joint in and rolling the head joint out, or are you depressing keys as well? No, 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 just, just the head, just the... Yeah, rolling the head inwards to get the glissando down. And then rolling the head joint outwards to get the glissando up, yeah. Every time I use, I use this to, to hand the note and get a little bit this taste of, again, of, of smooth, no, and to hand the notes. Uh, because I, I really like to, to keep the, the rich sound of the flute. And there are a lot of examples of just flutes from from the history of just flute that uh, that use um, because may, maybe a lot a lot of time they they they, they were like uh, saxophonists yeah. taking the flute as a second instrument. No, they they keep a sound a little bit airy. Yeah, and it's a choice. Eh? You there are people continuing playing this way, but I really like, for example, for my for my. My my favorite just flutist, for example, are Dave Valentine. Yeah. Why? Because he have this this rich sound, you know, and uh, and you can feel the classical studies that that there are in, and then you have just to 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 try to make uh, to to traduce all these studies that we made during the classical studies in in in, in jazz, but are. We are playing a lot of scales during the exams, no? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's start this, this, this exam, exam now. And uh, can you play, please, the F major scale and arpeggio? And then we can also improvise with the same notes. <laughs> okay, then. So let's, let's do some jazz basics for our audience, because you have your flute there. And as I said, I am a jazz virgin. I find jazz... Quite, I love listening to it, but there's so many different types of jazz, isn't there? From free jazz one end to Latin jazz the, another, and smooth jazz and traditional jazz. And, and, and you play the flute differently in each one. Obviously, if you're doing Latin jazz, you're screaming on high notes and you're really showing off. If you're doing traditional jazz, you can be more laid back, more sort of smoky jazz clubby type thing. 
So when people are wanting to get into jazz, where do they start? What notes do they start? How do they get that feel? First of all, listening to a lot of jazz. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only way because uh, for me, for example, jazz is the bigger part of my of my day, I think, because I, I, I wake up, I listen to jazz, and after I made other things listening to jazz, and then j- I play, practice jazz, teaching jazz. Uh, I have this this uh, this chance no, to 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 have it not on my life, but the 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 only only way to to feel this sensation and to really understand this sensation is to listen to Bill Evans, to Count Basie, to John Coltrane, uh, uh, Snarky Puppy, and th- there is a lot of jazz. Then you can listen to to to, to a lot of things and choose. Also, you can choose. You you for for me, for example, I like all the all the styles. After there are people that prefer just to to, to listen swing, to listen bossa, to listen jazz. But all the stuff are jazz. Then listen to jazz. To the people that want to start in, in improvising really from the basics, for me, every time I start to explain how to improvise, first lesson is uh, harmoni- uh, the harmonization of, the, of a major scale. Okay. Because uh, like building the chords, imagine that, you, that we can have uh, an example on, on C major. Just to because I start from C major. It's for this that every time people ask me, I can... I can Attend your master class, even if I'm a beginner. Yes, if you manage like C major, F major, you can. We we really need to know like two, three scales, and that's it. And the harmonization of the major scale, in this case C major, is imagine that we can build a chord on every degree, every note of the scales, just going up by thirds, using the note of the scale, and then we have course this time not we don't we don't have triads but we have chords with four notes and that is changing a lot because adding these seven <laughs> every chord that's yep. the magic that's the magic uh, of jazz no that's uh, because you have really the tension no? and, and after also when we improvise we use we use a lot this tension to add new things and that's the magic of jazz then we can have seven chords on seven notes of a major scale. But for me to start, it's important. The first, the first chord build on the first degree, that is a major, major seven chords. After the second chords on the second degree, that is the, a minor seven chords. And after the, the chord beat on the fifth degree, the dominant. And that is the seventh. Yeah. Chord. Managing the two, five, one cadence open to us a lot of possibilities, and we can play immediately a lot of song from jazz. And then, so say if it's in C, your degrees off that, you're still staying in the key of C, but you're using the arpeggios as the as as the next sort of steps. If you're looking on arpeggio, which is C major, C E. And then G, when you go up from G, it'd be G, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, which gives it the flattened, just as you say, gives it that bluesy type feel. Yeah, exactly. No, And also, we, we if, you, if you think about the, a walking bass, yeah. that's funny because we can do a, 
working bass also with a bass flute for example or an alto flute so it's um it's really using the the note of 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 the arpeggio and moving when starting the working bass it's basically using every time no a, a note and a do don 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 using really the arpeggio and going through using chromatism and other stuff but for me it's really when i when i'm improvising i really keep in mind every time this exercise of playing the scale and the arpeggio and starting my phrase using the note of the arpeggio except the root except uh, the root except the root because if you think after it's correct if you are alone for example playing alone and you want to to practice uh, you can just to, to make people that think in feeling the harmony of your your songs that you are playing uh, you, you can use a roof note but but uh, when you are playing with other people if you think uh, imagine i'm playing now with a pianist and and mm -hmm. a double bass player uh, okay, we are going to improvise on a C major 7 chord uh, swing. They are going to play C, C, yeah, C, C, yeah. no, the piano. And the, all the people are going to play C, no, in the, not uh, all the time C, but using in, in, in during the chord, the piano player is using a C or the bass player surely at the time is using a C. Why starting with the C? I'm trying to not use this note when, I, when I'm improvising on the chord, but... Believe me that it's uh, sometimes happen and it's uh, it's fantastic too. And then it's not a, a rule. Don't use the roof note, but try when I when I'm when I'm really practicing. I'm trying to start from the third, from the fifth, from the seventh, from the ninth. Mm -hmm. Also, I really like the ninth. That is basically the second note of the scale. What's interesting if you're starting on the seventh, you're starting on quite a clashing note, aren't you? Because it's flattened seventh. So you're sort of you're making a statement as soon as you come in, aren't you? Yeah, you have to you have to go to you have to 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 carry this note uh, somewhere, and that's also the the difficult thing sometimes that you can play one million notes and then you lost just the the last notes that is not a good good end, and then you can play really fantastic notes before, but all is uh, you have to 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 throw away all. all all the other stuff before and ah do you know is that the secret to blues to always flatten seventh then it becomes blues yeah because really if you if you listen also you know, playing c major c major scale and playing uh, the c7 scale and also if, if you compare the two arpeggio you know it's yeah bluesy yeah it's more bluesy immediately and this time no it's it's really c major seven chord that is going around 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 just this chord the the rhythm is swing then i'm trying to to play the exercise that i use every time that i practice uh, playing the scale using eight notes and the arpeggio using quarter notes following the swing. Then it's not exactly uh, as we can play classical scales, but we have to to listen carefully to the music and to put the note correctly on it. Then starting really playing the scale and the arpeggio, 
and then I will try to improvise for you uh, using the process, the Q&A process, and really trying to, to, to making, to creating a melody that is a question and after answering it to this question with another melody. And this is in the um, C major scale, a basic C major scale for people. Exactly, C major scale, then C, D, E, F, G, A, B, and C again. And the, and the arpeggio, it will be using C, E, G, B, and D, because I really like to, to start my phrases using every time the ninth. And then I, I, uh, I, I like to add it every time in the, in, the, in, in the arpeggio, if you have time to play it. Or you can just arrive at the at the seventh, and it's and it's good. And then when I also as a good start for my phrases, I'm using a lot of seventh and ninth because I my fav- uh, they are really my favorite notes to start my improvisation. recording you make will be completely unique because the muscle memory and your feel is just taking your fingers where you want to go isn't it what we're going to do now is we're going to cut in using the c major swing and we're going to let you when you get home or whenever you are having listened to this podcast to be able to play along with the backing track Thank you. 
actually understood that. I mean, I'm getting on in years. Why have I never understood that it's just the scale and it doesn't matter what key you're in, as long as you know that root of that scale, you're just playing the, that note within that that bass line and you just have measures up and down. Using the seventh and using the ninth, it's quite sexy, it sort of leads you on a little journey rather than it being sort of an obvious pathway. Yeah, I, I, I like also to see my... When I'm improvising, I really like to see my improvisation as a line, no? going up till a climax, and then going down again. And then you have really to be clear also when you are playing with somebody other, some, some other musicians. You, are, you, you have to be clear to pass the hand. No? To, 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 yeah, now, now it's your turn. I'm ending my solo. Yeah, how do you know, how, what's, what's the process? You know, when you're, when you're playing in a... Everyone listening to this sort of watched jazz musicians improvise there's a sort of a nod that that person is finishing and to pass the baton over to another player for example really 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 going down and starting to play to 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 to, to playing not a lot of notes trying to really be clear i'm ending my phrases this is the end and there is not really a rule or a message and honestly we don't look each other a lot into the eyes when we are playing, <laughs> but we listen to each other. And I can feel my, for example, when I play with my with, with my friends, pianists, guitarists, and all the musicians that I that I'm playing with, uh, I can feel it that he, he is with me. Also, also, uh, even if I'm in, on the in the in the other uh, in, in another rooms now recording, maybe, but I can feel exactly yes, he's going to play this note now. And also playing with a lot of different people. The same, the same version of a song starts a, create, a creative process yeah. that is not, never ending. So if we move on to something that everybody... You mentioned earlier on, everybody knows it from Porgy and Bess, Summertime. It seems to be the one that people like, they try and play because we've all heard it, but there's so many different ways of accentuating the notes. There's so many different ways of moving it and you hear slides in slides out you hear notes being held longer and then shorter and it seems to be one that there isn't a right or wrong way to play summertime there, there are no way uh, wrong way to play summertime you can play one one of the first things that my, my my teacher explained to me when i started my, my jazz jazz journey was that there are no mistakes but you are after you you have your ideas and you have to d d defend your ideas then it's not, <laughs> so it's not easy sometimes I, I like that so in jazz there's no mistakes in classical there's obvious mistakes but in jazz there isn't but when you have to defend what you've just done even if it means you're finishing on a a really weird note yeah yeah, but sometimes also when you when you when you are doing when you are recording and you are recording improvisation improvising with four other people and you are doing one two three four 
takes maximum for one song. And after you have to choose. And sometimes you have one mistake, two little notes that are not perfect, no? And for classical music, it's, wow, no, 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 it's really, you You don't have to to take this uh, this take, no, to do this record. But in for jazz, uh, if you listen carefully to a lot of uh, jazz, jazz, rec- jazz records, there are a lot of mistakes that they just... Uh, give uh, another taste maybe and sometimes a mistake can be really interesting and can start um, sometimes I, I i was uh, i'm improvising and when you improvise for me it's right really the same process when i'm talking then i'm really thinking and then trying to to, to make the same note that i'm thinking using my finger but sometimes uh, it's not uh, exactly you don't uh, at, the, at the end of your phrases you don't take exactly the same note that you have fi- that you have think and you think not this is a mistake but it's not a mistake sometimes it's just a different note ah you, so the, you're actually thinking about sometimes about what you're playing you're not just letting yourself feel your way through you're actually consciously thinking about the pattern obviously you're listening but you do you, you're consciously creating this pattern rather than just letting yourself sort of being a real sort of Miles Davis or Charlie Parker even with sort of floating around yeah it's it's completely like um when you are singing and you are trying to to to, to improvise on something you know that you that you uh, melody that you that you know and and it's exactly the same but you don't know what is the, the next you just have um when you practice, for example, this exercise playing the scale and the arpeggio on the chords, uh, allow you to 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 play after on these chords, but just not on swing. You can play improvise directly on bossa nova, on funk, and every time you will will find these chords, you are like prepared to to sound on it. And if you find four, six, ten, twenty different chords. And you study every chord. It's exactly you are thinking, and your finger are moving, doing the note that you are think and that you are thinking. Yeah, exactly when speaking, but with your flute. So, do you think coming from the the jazz side, you have experience in jazz and classical, experimenting and understanding chords and chordal structures will benefit your classical playing? Absolutely, yes. Because uh, after, for example. Now taking a look on a classical pieces, I can I can understand. How, okay, Fulank <laughs> use a third to start the the melody because there is <laughs> there is a, motiv- a motivation, <laughs> and uh, and and you can learn a lot. For example, I was studying composition conservatory, and we were in some lesson jazz composition. We were working on on Endel. <laughs> the quartets because yep. there, there there are a lot of uh there are there are a lot of seventh going uh yeah. ninth, uh, and he was, was a cat wasn't he yeah yeah, yeah exactly and then uh, the, there is a, also in classical music especially from from contemporary in contemporary classical music there are a lot of of things that are exactly the same so before we move on to your book and your your new exciting new album coming out you sent me the summertime backing track what key is that in this uh, backing track is uh, in the first chord it's in d minor 
using D minor seven as a first chord. Uh, we we explained just this chord this chord before, and normally it's the second chord that I teach when I when I when I start to explain just flute, and it's using the note of C major, but starting from D, and then it's changing a lot of things. After there are some other different chords, precisely in some in some jazz standard like summertime, there are there are a lot of uh, of uh, of chords changing, but basically there are a lot of also uh, two five one, and it's for this that it's so important to 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 practice the two five one because, for example, also in summertime we we find we find one two three. One that is, and after imagine you practice this this two five one using a lot of backing tracks that for the that we we have. I create also my backing tracks to to practice on the two five one on in on every ton. There is an exercise now practicing the two five one in all the twenty four tonalities, and then that means that after you you know all the minor seven the seventh and the major seventh chord that you can find in every song of jazz and for example on, on summertime that's it's funny because summertime is another exercise that i use because on minor seven chords every time i uh, i'm trying to use this citation i really like this and then i'm playing on latin music and then trying yes. <laughs> to think the, the theme of summertime that is really funny and i really like and especially in the team, I really like in summertime to hand the team, not with the notes that are written, but like standing using the E that is the ninth. I really like it. And this, I keep this, for example, from Chet Baker. It's used it a lot. It's impossible for me to not end summertime like this. One, two, one. <laughs>
what was really interesting is you weren't playing the tune, but I knew the tune was there. You were creating a different dialogue. And from that was re- that's really interesting because the bass line is there, and as you rightly say, it's, it's, it's doing the chord progression, but you weren't doing... But I knew what the song was, and you were sort of playing around on the edges. I really enjoyed that. So, listeners, now it's your turn for you now to do this yourself. So, off you go. This is One, summertime. Two. One, two, three, four.
So everybody, how did you do? For me, um, do you know, I just, I just played that and I'm going to play it again because I get it. You can play any note within that scale and you can be completely free because as Nicola showed to us, you don't have to play that theme, which is dum, bum, ba, dum, bum, da, 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 dum, dum. You don't have to do that because you can feel that theme, even if you're playing different notes. It was an eye at meth. We could go on for hours, we, but we can't because it's a podcast. So you have a new album due out soon. I think the album is due out one month after the podcast. Exactly, exactly one month after the podcast. And I'm so excited about it. And it's, it's called Flute Sketches. It's really a, a folder of sketches of life. Uh, um, there are a lot of colors, not just in the cover, but also in the music. And I, and I really, I re, I really like to, to realize, like, to create like this five portrait of sketches of life. Uh, there are really my experiences that I lived and I created it really um, during my experience in of life in Paris, in London, and also here in Italy. Then, uh, so all very are, different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There is, there is, there is. For example, there is the second, the second tracks that is called "Living Underground," and I really created uh, the, this track when I was uh, in London. <laughs> and you realize that you are like uh, it's your third or uh, that they, uh, that are three hour during the day that you are in the, in the living in the underground. And, and you see a lot of people, a lot of different situation, music, uh, uh, people from uh, from all over the world, and, and uh, there are there are a lot of different faces. And then I realized this 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 song that is it really trying to describes uh, the to describes uh, my 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 feeling that I that I lived in in London, in Paris, and also here in Italy. So as is as is usual when a an album is due for release, um, the people who speak about the the album they can only put teasers up, and that's totally understandable because why should people have the whole album or even whole tracks before the album is released? So Nicola has kindly sort of sent over a, a few seconds of a teaser on this. So let's listen to a teaser of Flute Sketches. What a wonderful track. And I understand that is called Without Gravity and I am dying. See, I'm I'm not I'm not alone in this. I'm not teasing you by saying I have the whole track because Nicola has been very, very good. He's under instructions from his publish uh, publishing company and recording company just to give out teasers, and that's totally cool. So without gravity. So flute sketches are due out uh, next month, uh, in June. Uh, yes, yes, in in, in the fir- in the first day of June, the f- the four 
and the 4th of June. Brilliant. And where can people find, oh, let's let's start from the beginning, actually, because they can find that not only through your your big social media profile, but also via your uh, website. So social media, Nicola, where can people find you? Uh, on Instagram, uh, they can follow Nicola Rizzo Jets Flute. And also I'm, they, they can find me on TikTok and on Facebook, uh, Nicola Rizzo Jets Flute uh, also. And there is also my website that is uh, Nicola Rizzo Jets And then it's easier basically <laughs> to try to find the Nicola Rizzo Jets Flute also on Google. It's just as easy to Google your name, Nicola Rizzo. Yeah. Nicola Rizzo, exactly. But but basically on on Instagram, uh, Nicola Rizzo just flew. Yeah, there'll there'll be links from all your social media and also your website uh, to the album, which is fantastic. Right, your jazz tutor, your jazz book, which is fantastic, and I strongly recommend people have a look at it. They Google it, or they sort of they just go and buy it because for anyone that's remotely interested in exploring jazz and i think nicola today has shown that anybody can do it there's no such even i can do it and i'm an old geezer you just need to understand the basic principles and then improvise and we have two backing tracks today that nicola's provided which you have no excuse now go away and practice go away and improvise but if you want to know more and if, you, if, if this has given you the, the excitement to think, yeah, do you know, I can do this, then it's really important that, that you have a, a tutor, you have a teacher. And obviously, if you really want to have a one-on-one session, then Nicola is the perfect person to have one-on-one sessions with. So you just make direct contact with him and it will work. So either do it like that or do one of his masterclasses. If you don't want to do that or you're unable to do that, then the Nicola Rizzo Jazz Flute Daily Workout. And Rizzo is R-I-Z-Z-O, Jazz Flute Daily Workout. It's red, it's a beautiful cover, and it gives you everything you need to know to get you started on this journey. You know, there is there's multiple angles here that you can take your jazz learning, your jazz interest from basics to somewhere where you'll quite happily get on the stage with other musicians with a flute, because it's unusual to be a jazz flutist, isn't it, Nicola? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they have to try. And also, I, I put all, all, all the, the things that I, that I said now during our podcast, it's, uh, it's, it's marked in my book. Then you will find exactly the same words and everything is written down. And I'm also at work to at volume two because it's a series. Then that is the first volume, uh, but there is another volume that is coming out. The most important thing you've done is you've been able to deconstruct the the mystique behind jazz because there there is a lot of I think that for me personally and for people I've spoken to that have tried to play jazz. It's an understanding that we lack of the freedom of interpretation, the freedom to do what you want within a chordal structure. And it's also being quite scared of improvisation because we've never really had to do it apart from cadenza work. And in classical music, most cadenzas you either write yourself or is constructed for you by others. So the improvisation has always been 
one of those areas that has frightened me and also frightened others. But I think, as you've rightly pointed out with the two backing tracks you sent me today, and you've sent me lots of others as well, is just play the backing track and play along with it. Improvise over the top. Because as you rightly said, there is no right and there is no wrong. There is just what there is. Exactly. <laughs> there is just the scale, the note of the scale, the note of the arpeggio, and that are the good start, the good point to start your improvisation. And, and that's it. And after it's just you. Then, if there are no mistake, uh, it's uh, you don't have to be to be to be to be shy, and you have just to try. And also, believe me that uh, when I when I started my and I try and I started improvising, even if I was at at the end of my classical studies then i was really playing a lot of difficult things from the classical repertory i i i i was playing just some notes tasting and trying to get into that's the most important you can do more playing less when you are when you start you don't need to play a lot of notes just trying to start feel comfortable and then you will continue to grow up and also I have a lot of students that are taking again the flutes and they are working in another landscape, for example, but at 30, 40 year old, they want to play jazz flute. And sometimes they don't have times, but uh, we are we are to, to study a lot, not clearly because they yeah, were working, but playing jazz flute, you, you just need, if you want to practice jazz flute, you just need to have half an hour focus on one chord creating and 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 following your your creativity and that's it and you can continue playing better every time on different songs and it's for this that for me also it's important to start play songs not too difficult because there are a lot of songs by in just standard that that, that are that are great to start start to explain following your following your uh, your rhythm that is important do you know it's been it's been an eye opener for me today. I've learnt a lot. I'm going to go away and I'm going to I'm going to get summertime out and I'm also going to get the uh, C major seven swing and I'm going to give it a go because you know I've always I've always shied away from doing that type of thing. But it's a leveler. The thing about jazz is that I'm learning all the time. Is you don't have to be a world class player. You don't have to be uh, a classical player that is someone that plays with the most beautiful sound and technical perfection. Jazz seems to be for everybody. Jazz seems to be for beginners, intermediate, even from brilliant players. And to me, there's something beautiful about that. There's something beautiful that the most that the beginner person that's been playing two or three weeks can play with the rhythm and play with a unique expression that is as good as someone like you that's been playing years and for me there is a beauty in that and also after working on on this on this uh, on on jazz hello show that you can improvise every everywhere after also on pop music rock music uh, new age uh, it's you will find the scale and the and 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 the modes in uh, in every in every music that you that you, that you can improvise just jazz is just just a, an ideas that we have to keep in mind but it's not uh, wow that are uh, stranger jazz musician no we are just we are just practicing a lot case and arpeggio and thinking about harmony 
but this this can be for 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 everybody i like to 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 see jazz uh, as a social music you know <laughs> then it's for everybody also my Dave is now said you know, that i don't i don't play jazz i play social music you know? <laughs> yeah that is wonderful <laughs> So this podcast has been dangerous for me because it's threatening me with getting my flute out more often. And uh, good, <laughs> and obviously we haven't we, we haven't spoken about alto flute. But when you get the alto, if all those of you that, that are lucky enough to have an alto flute, and I adore the alto flute, it's perfect. The alto flute uh, and the bass flute are oh, yeah. both amazing on jazz because. Uh, it's really, really fantastic. And also this silky sound. Wow. Yeah, Building. different textures, different depths. So, do you know, we could keep going on, but you have things to do in your beautiful part of the world. And please don't tell me you're going to go down to the beach this afternoon. I can't because I can't because there is COVID and we are red. Ah. The red zone here, especially just in free region and mine too, we are in the red zone. Then we can't go out just if you have to work or... Okay. But you you can't go out for uh, it's, it's quite it's quite problematic the situation till the end of of April after I'm just going out uh, if somebody asks me uh, to record no and we, yeah and I can say to the police I I'm going recording. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, we've just been unlocked after four months being locked down. So, uh, and the sun is out here. So I should take the dog out for a walk and. We do hope that our friends in Italy and the rest of Europe and the rest of the world uh, can come through this and that one day we can all sit in a jazz club and we can all sit very close to each other with a drink and just close our eyes and just be. Nicola, you've been so kind today. Thank you very much. Thanks to you, Jean-Paul. It's, it really it's been great to catch up. I've seen you so much on social media and I adore the videos you do. They're always very professional. And the fact that you have this passion for jazz, that you're not just saying, look at me, I'm Nicola Rizzo. You're wanting desperately other people to have the love and the passion for jazz that you have. And for me, the fact that you want to impart that to everybody, no matter what standard is, you know, I salute you, sir. Thank you very much. Well, it's it's my goal and it's the most important thing. Let's for me it's just uh, let's try. Let's try and it's beautiful because it's uh, every time that I listen some some also add other jazz flute is when the when I, when I, when I listen to jazz flute every time is magical then let's try. Do you know and that's that, that's what we should take about is that when we listen to a piece of music whether we like it or not it's magical because it's been created and it's unique so thank you once again to nicola for joining us and to you too for being as always a wonderful and supportive talking flutes podcast family may your week ahead be positive and full of joy and may your top c be especially in tune goodbye all Thank you.
Talking Flutes and Talking Flutes Extra are podcast productions by the Trevor James Flute Company. For more information, visit trevorjamesflutes.com.